रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी टीम Dress brings you the life of Riley. Dress, D R E S T. Dress, America's largest selling brand for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Of Babs Riley's boyfriend Simon Vanderhopper affects Chester Riley in the same way that a lighted match affects a firecracker. Riley has just heard that Simon plans to drop in tonight, so the firecracker is beginning to sputter. Babs, didn't I tell you that good for nothing Simon can't come in this house till he gets a job? But he's got a job. He sells novelties. Uh, some job. I've seen those novelties. Fake gardenias to stick in your lapel and they squirt water. Oh, is that what he's selling? Yeah. Oh, gosh, only a moron would buy junk like that. Junior's right. Besides that, Simon is a crook. The one I bought from him don't work. <laughs> well, it's just temporary till something better comes along. Puppy rot. Oh, relax, Ryan. Oh, that's easy for you to say, Peg. You're not a father. against Simon anyway. I don't trust him. He's up to no good. He wants to marry you. <laughs> Me marry Simon? Oh, that's ridiculous. Simon and I are merely platonic friends. Uh, that's what I thought I was when I ran around with your mother. <laughs> But she didn't want to be friends. She wanted to be married. Oh, is that so? Well, if okay, you... Okay, let Simon come here tonight, but I'm going out. Where? Over to Maxie's Billiard Academy. Riley... <laughs> I've asked you a dozen times not to hang around that pool room. Peg, that's a very high-class joint. I just won't have it. Now promise me that you won't go into that pool room again. And if you break your word, I'll... I'll... You leave me? Yes. Yes, that's what I'll do. <laughs> You're kidding. Leave me? A husband with my personality? <laughs> my looks? <laughs> The kind of salary I make every... Okay, I won't shoot pool. <laughs> I'll sit here and have my evening ruined by that sofa loafer. Oh, stop picking on Simon. Maybe all the poor boy needs is some intelligent advice. Well, he'll never get it from me. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time on that gardenia squirt. Well, maybe you could help him a little. You know, put him on the right track. Oh, he admires you so much, Daddy. He's always raving about your personality. He's raving, huh? Well, that's only natural. I'm lovable. You could make something out of that boy, Riley. He respects your opinion. He does, huh? You know, that Simon's got a lot of stuff on the ball. Maybe that's why I've always been so fond of him. Oh, that's Simon now. Good. Come in, Simon, darling. Thanks, Babs, sweetheart. Gee, Babs, your voice has changed. So? 
Hello, Mr. Riley. That was Daddy who said come in. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. The only thing he ever says to me is get out. Oh, well, that was the old Simon I was talking to. And we're burying him tonight. Huh? I'm thrilled you dropped in, Simon, my boy. Are you hungry? Oh, yes, sir. I'm starving. Well, we already ate dinner, but let me offer you a piece of advice. <laughs> Simon, you've got to get a good job. Oh, gee, I'd like to, but how? Well, I'm going to get you a job. Now, leave everything to me. I'll dig around in my brain and come up with something concrete. <laughs> oh, boy, that's terrific, Mr. Riley. Hey, Junior, hand me the evening paper. Here, Pop. Oh, let's see. Oh, here's the one, Ed. Babsy, while they're going through the ads, we'll finish the dishes, huh? Okay, Mother. Oh, here's a good job, Simon. Well, read it, Mr. Riley, read it. Young man wanted. Must be alert, ambitious, and intelligent. Well, let's try another one. Aha! <laughs> uh -huh. Men wanted to sell insurance. Big income, great future, no experience necessary. Call Mr. Harris, manager, Paragon Mutual Accident and Life, Woodley, 2210. Oh, boy, that sounds great. You think I can get the job? Well, not maybe if we go about it right. Business is all a matter of what connections you got. Uh, I wonder how we can get to this Mr. Harris. Oh, uh, Bob, why don't you marry... Quiet, Junior. Now, if I knew the president of this insurance firm, I could get him to put pressure on Harris. Yeah, but, Pop, all we have to do Please, is... Junior. Now, if I knew someone who knew the president, I could get him to call the president and ask him to order Harris to hire you. This Harris is as stubborn as a mule. Well, Pop, if you'd Junior, all... if you interrupt once oh, more... Okay. Hey, I got it, Simon. Yes, yes. I once knew a fellow, Joe Kaplan, in Philadelphia, who has a cousin who's a big insurance man in the Panama Canal Zone. Hello, Mr. Harris, please. Now, if I could only get Kaplan in Philadelphia to put pressure on his cousin... I'm calling about your ass. And then Kaplan's cousin in the Panama Canal Zone could write the president in Paragon and ask him to put pressure on Harris in Hollywood, then you got the job. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. That's it. Junior, get away from that phone. I got to call Kaplan in Philadelphia. Hey, wait, Pop. I just called Mr. Harris. He says Simon's got a job and he starts tomorrow. He does? <laughs> oh, gee. Thanks, Mr. Riley. You put it over. Oh, forget it, Simon. I, I was glad to do it. <laughs> It's you, Gillis. Come on in. Yeah, I saw your lights were still on. How's about a little gin rummy, Randy? Okay. But you owe me $210,000 from last night, Gillis. Well, you was very lucky. You won both games. <laughs> hey, Riley, what's that red cycle on the calendar there, May 28th? Somebody having a birthday yesterday? Oh, no. No, that's because yesterday was a big day. I finally got rid of that pest, Simon. Yeah, what'd he do? Elope with your daughter? No. No, I got the little dope a job selling insurance. He'll be so busy getting thrown out of people's houses, he won't have time to come around here to be thrown out. You get it? Smart, Riley. Smart. <laughs> well, deal the cards. Yes, sir. I feel lucky tonight. Good evening, Mr. Riley. My luck has changed. <laughs> Simon, what are you do Why aren't you working? Oh, I am working, but I need your advice. I'm very busy, Simon. Oh, please, Mr. Riley. Can't you spare me a few pearls of wisdom? Oh, well, if it's pearls you want, I'm your oyster. <laughs> Shoot, Simon. Well, there's a certain prospect I want to sell an accident policy to. Only I'm afraid to ask him. Well, now, Simon, in my opinion... Why should you be afraid? Don't he need protection? Yeah. 
Yeah, Gillis is right. Don't he need protection? Oh, yes. He's got a wife and two children. And no accident insurance. Well, you come to the right man for advice. Riley's got two kids, too. And no insurance, either. No. Not a dime's worth. I know. Simon, uh, this prospect that you got owes it to his family to buy protection. That's right. He owes it to him. After all, how much can this insurance cost? Yeah, how much can it cost? Only $12 a year. This is the policy right here. Only $12? <laughs> That's a bargain. Why, it's a steal. A guy with a family be selfish to turn down a policy like this. Selfish? He'd be a monster. Simon, you ask this guy right away. Sure, Simon. Why, if it was me, I'd sign in a minute. Here's a pen. Where do I sign? On the dotted line. <laughs> Chester A. Radish. There. Wait a minute. Give me back my signature. Hey, what's the matter, Riley? You look petite. Still sore because Simon stuck you with that insurance policy? No, it was worth $12 to get rid of that pest. But uh, last night I had a little argument with the missus. Eh, wives is all alike. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what was it about? No, she found out I've been dropping into the pool room again on my way home from work. Just like a woman. Begrudging a hard-waking man a little athletics. Uh, that's what I said, but Peg wanted me to promise on my word of honor as a gentleman that I wouldn't shoot pool again. So what'd you do? Well, what could I do? I'm always willing to make my wife happy, so I promised. Well, eight ball in the side pocket. Hey, good shot. Listen, Gillis. If Peg finds out I was here, I'm sunk. She, she's got a temper. Why, she's liable to leave me and go home to her mother. Oh, don't worry. I won't snitch. I wish my wife would go home to her mother. <laughs> and take her mother with her. Nine ball in the corner pocket. Hey, you'll never make it from that angle. You couldn't reach that ball if you had a 12-foot cue. Uh, don't worry. Watch me. Hey, Riley, you're climbing up on a table. Who's climbing? I just got my left knee up. Yeah, but your right foot's in the pocket. That's okay. I know what I'm doing. Now. Oh, oh my ankle. Oh. Now you've done it. Here, let me help you. Hey, hey, what's the matter here? Ah, the clock fell off of the table. Help me get him up, Maxie. Okay. There. Now drag him to that chair. Oh, oh, oh. See, hold it. What's the matter, Riley? My foot. Well, what about it? It's still in the pocket. <laughs> Oh, my ankle. Riley, what happened? How did you get hurt, Pa? I couldn't get a word out of Gillis. He just dumped you on the porch and ran away. Well, Peggy, it was this way. Gillis and me were... Uh-oh. I always told you to be careful at the plant. The plant? But it happened when I... I, I was trying to... I climbed up on the... I, I got my foot... Oh, you're right. I knew that plant would get me into trouble. Take off my shoe, Junior. Well, I'll have to cut your shoelace. No, don't cut them. Those shoelaces cost money. Oh, well, don't stand there. Do something. Get some hot water. Oh, yes, Daddy. Get the iodine. I'll get it. What a tragedy. I'll be laid up for a week. They'll dock my salary. But don't worry. You got an accident policy. That's right. Simon insured me. Well, don't stand there. They're Peg. getting the iodine. Never mind the iodine. Get me the policy. And call up Simon. Tell him to bring the money. 
Here's the iodine, Pop. Uh, paint my foot. Uh, take a brush. Yeah, but I can't untie this leg. Well, cut it off. Don't worry, I'm insured. <laughs> cut the shoe off, too. And if you have to, cut the pants leg. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, Pop, you'll have to move your other leg. It's in the way. I'm insured. Don't move it. Cut it off. <laughs> I ran over as soon as I got your call, Mr. Riley. Did you bring the money? Well, no. First, you have to file a claim. But don't worry. My company will pay you every cent this accident cost you. Now, you see, you worried over nothing. Uh, well, here's a list of my expenses, Simon. Comes to uh, $136. $136? For just a sprained ankle? Well, sure. I got it all itemized. One week's salary when I'm laid up. One pair of shoes I had to cut off. One pair of pants. Iodine, adhesive tape, hot water... Taxi fare, $12. $12? I'm a big tipper. Now, wait a minute, Riley. Peg, it's my ankle. Oh. Okay, leave it in. Our company gives every claim, small or large, the most serious consideration. Now, just sign here. There you are. Fine. Well, I better get down to the office. Oh, uh, by the way, there's just one little detail. Where did this accident occur? Where? Oh, in my ankle. No, I mean what place? You... You have to know that? Of course he does. It happened at the plant, Simon. Well, uh, the, the fact is... That, oh, at uh, the plant. Yes. Well, that's different. I get double? No, you don't get anything at all. Simon, what are you saying? According to this policy, the company does not have to pay any damages for accidents that occur at work. But I, I was... But that's... There it is, in black and white, clause 397. Read it yourself. Let me see that. Right there. Here, use my magnifying glass. The company is not liable for... Oh, oh but you've got nothing to worry about, Mr. Riley. Your plant has a policy covering all employees. Why, well, that's right. Yeah, but you see, I didn't... I happen to know about it because my company insures your plant. So I'll just file this claim you signed under the plant policy. Oh, no, 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 you mustn't. Oh, why not? You were hurting the plant, weren't you? No. I mean, yes. I mean... Relax, Mr. Riley. As soon as I file this claim, you're going to get everything that's coming to you. <laughs> What a revolting development this is. Graf will bring in the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Meantime, this is Ken Carpenter. You know Riley, he's always trying to get out of work, so no wonder he's glad Peg joined the march to dress. 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 Dress your dishes and oh how they shine. Shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright. Right. Now, don't you get left, get dressed. Yes, get dressed, and no need for friend-husband to wipe the dishes. Dress makes dishes shine even without wiping. Glassware sparkles like jewels, polished or not. Millions of women are now enjoying this wonderful, faster method of dishwashing. They've discovered that because dress leaves no soap film to be polished off, dishes, glasses, pots and pans, everything comes shining clean, towel or no towel. And that's not all. Dress makes unpleasant dishpan grease seem to disappear like magic. There's no greasy film on your hands. Dress kind of hands, too. So first thing Monday, get dressed. The Miracle Suds back for the Procter & Gamble name on every package. Don't get left. Get dressed. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
Oh, what's the matter, dear? Does your ankle hurt? Well, no, no, Peg. Why? Well, you've got a look of agony on your face. Oh, well, I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, Daddy, stop worrying about that insurance. Simon phoned a little while ago and said he'd be over. Simon, it's, it's coming here. I'm going for a walk. Hand me my crutches. You stay and wait for him. He probably has a check with him. I, I don't want the money. You don't? No. What are you talking about? Well, well, why be greedy? I, I don't want to take advantage of the poor little insurance company. Four? Daddy, that company's got at least $10 million. Your claim is only 136 Well, I, I, I hate to annoy their bookkeeper. Riley, when you fell, did you land on your head? I never heard of such... Oh, that must be Simon. Hello, folks. Hiya, Baz. Hello. Well, Mr. Riley, congratulations are in order. You brought my check? No, I got a raise, thanks to you. Oh, things are popping. Everybody down at the insurance company is talking about you. They're mad? Mad? They love you. They could kiss you. Here, have a cigar. Compliments of the manager, Miss Harris. But, Simon, I don't understand. What happened? Well, I filed that claim that Mr. Riley signed as an industrial accident. But it turned out that his boss, Mr. Stevenson, didn't report it when it happened. He didn't? No. And that means that the policy covering the plant is subject to immediate cancellation. Well, that's good, huh? (laughs) Yes, sir. That's just what my company wants. They're losing a fortune on this deal with Stevenson, and now they can get out of it. All on account of my little ankle. <laughs> yes, sir. My company's got your boss in the worst jam he's ever been in. Thanks to you. <laughs> oh, it was nothing. I saw Stevenson this morning. Why, Stevenson was screaming and yelling, trying to find out why the accident wasn't reported. He's phoning up people left and right and firing them. Hello? Oh, Riley, it's it's Mr. Stevenson. I don't want to talk to him. Tell him we ain't got a phone. (laughs) Riley. You've got to talk to him. Hello, boss. What's new? (laughs) But, but, boss, I... By... But my ankle... I... Okay, goodbye. He, he wants me there right away. But what did he say about your ankle? He, he said to bring my crutches. When he gets through with me, I'm going to need them. <laughs> oh, life is very confusing. Yesterday I had a job. Today maybe I'll be fired. Who knows what'll happen tomorrow? Going my way. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fat. You look horrible. I got this here sprained ankle and I bought a policy and... Policy? I... Yeah. Oh, that's a coincidence. I'm on the board of the U-E-L-I-S. U-E-L-I-S? The Undertakers and Embalmers Life Insurance Society. (laughs) We have only one policy. We cover you completely. (laughs) On account of this accident, my boss is mad at me. I I shouldn't have said it happened at the plant. Well, didn't it? No, it was in a pool room. And if my wife hears about that, I'll never get straightened out. Yes, you will in time. (laughs) But first, 
Go to your boss. Tell him the truth. You mean you want me to dig my own grave? That'll never happen while I'm around. <laughs> now do as I say. Pronto. I guess you're right, Digger. Honest, I'm so mixed up. If, if I was a drinking man, I'd, I'd go drown my trouble. Perish the thought. The curse of John Barleycorn can be disastrous. Take the case of my friend, D.T. McVicker, whose epitaph reads, Here lies McVicker, a lover of liquor, who said to himself, How a drink, son. So he drank up a cask. What happened? Don't ask. Now he's this month's man of extinction. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. You listen to me, Stevenson. And you listen to me, Harris. I repeat, Stevenson, when that Riley accident was not reported, it was a clear violation. And my company has a legal right to cancel your factory's group insurance. You'll never get away with it, Harris. Let me tell you that... Yes, Willie? Mrs. Riley to see you. Mrs. Riley. All right, send her in. Harris, would you mind waiting in the next office? Very well. Come in. Mrs. Stevenson, I... Mrs. Hey. Riley, where's your husband? Well, he was afraid to come, so I thought if I could... What do you mean, afraid to come? I've got to find out why this accident wasn't reported properly. No one knows anything about it. I'm beginning to doubt it ever happened here. Oh, no, it happened here, all right. Riley told me he wouldn't lie. And I'm sunk. They'll cancel. When I find out who's responsible... I... Yes? Mr. Riley is here to see you. Send him in. I want to see your husband alone. Please wait in the next office. Oh, certainly. Come in. Hello, boss. What's new? <laughs> you blithering idiot. Do you realize all the trouble you're causing? But, boss, the accident... This is the last accident you'll have in this plant. You're fired. But, boss, the accident didn't happen here. It happened in a pool room. That's no excuse. You were... Did you say pool room? Well, yeah. I haven't had an accident in the plant since three years ago when I got my head caught in a time clock. <laughs> Why, Riley, that, that's wonderful. I'm going to give you a raise for this. A raise? Gee, thanks, boss. <laughs> now, step in here with me and tell Mr. Harris about the pool room. Oh, sure. Harris, uh, here's Riley. Go on, Riley. Tell him where the accident happened. Well, sure, it happened in a... Oh, hello, Peg. It happened in a... Peg! <laughs> what are you doing? Go on, go on, Riley. Tell Harris where it happened. In the plant. Where? In the pool room. Where? In the plant. What? The pool room. Uh, the plant, the plant. Riley, you're fired. Do I still get my raise? <laughs> get out of here. No. No, wait, boss. I'll confess. It happened in the pool room. The pool room? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Peg, but that's the truth. Well, Harris, try and cancel now. Just a minute, Stevenson. You don't expect me to believe the testimony of this, uh, this... Idiot? Oh, then you're not mad at me, Peg. <laughs> you're going to have to prove this, Stevenson. But that's where it happened, I swear I... Mr. Stevenson, the new rivets we got... Oh, excuse Gillis. me. Gillis, tell him. Tell him where I sprained my ankle. You were there. You witnessed the accident? Saw the whole thing. Then where did it happen, Gillis? Why, it happened in... Oh, hello, Mrs. Riley. It happened... 
Mrs. Riley. It happened in the plant, so help me. <laughs> what killer shows you? Oh, he's lying. He, he's trying to protect me from my wife. I can prove it happened in the pool room. Come with me. Give me one more chance before you hang me. <laughs> Hey, Maxie. Yeah, Joe? Look out the window. Look who's coming here. Hey, that's Riley with two guys. Yeah, they look like detectives. And that lady with them looks like a plain clothes man. <laughs> but say, I don't like this. I don't want no trouble. Joe, anything I say, you back me up. Okay, boss. Ah, this is the place. Hello, Joe. Hello, Maxie. Maxie, this is Mr. Stevenson. Hiya. Hiya. This is Mr. Harris. Hiya. And this is Mrs. Riley. Hiya. Well, that settles everything. Except one thing. What's that? Who are you? <laughs> what? You mean you don't know this man? Never saw him before in my life. Max, it's me, Riley. I was shooting pool, remember? I sprained this ankle. I never saw your ankle before. Well, come along, Harris. You win. As for you, Riley... No, wait. Honest, it happened right here, right at this table. The number nine ball was over here. But I couldn't reach it, so I got up on a table like this, and then I made the shot like this. Oh, my ankle! Riley, dear, are you hurt? I sprained my good ankle. So that's how... So that's how it happened. Well, Stevenson, I guess Riley was telling the truth. Let's forget about the matter. Oh, my poor ankles. Well, I'm sorry about your ankles, dear. But maybe this will be a lesson to you. Never tell lies to your wife. You're right, Duncan. That's a lesson for all married men. If they tell lies, they'll wind up like me, without a leg to stand on. <laughs> Riley's will return in a moment. But first, a word to all the lovely June brides to be. To help keep your trousseau looking fresh and pretty as the day you're married, always use dress. It's the world's finest care for silks, nylons, woolens. Yes, dress your nylons, and they'll stay sheer and lovely as new. Dress that pretty new sweater, too. It'll come out softer and fluffier than with even expensive soap flakes. And your filmy lingerie. Dress will keep the colors bright and sparkling, washing after washing. You see, dress leaves no sticky deposit in fabrics the way soaps do. Dress suds rinse clear. So for brighter, fresher, safer cleaning for your nice things, join the march to dress. Don't get less, get dress. Riley, why did you let matters go so far? Why didn't you say from the very beginning it happened in the pool room? Well, I I was afraid maybe you'd leave me. Oh, Riley, you ought to know I'd never leave you. You ought to know why, too. You couldn't find an apartment? Oh, no, you big goose. Because I love you. Oh, Dumplin. <laughs> I never knew you cared. Procter & Gamble, makers of dress, the sudsing miracle for soaps, nylons, woolens, dishes, invites you to meet our guests next week here the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix can currently be seen in the Paramount picture, Calcutta. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script was written by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Shipp, and Jack Brecker. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Degro Dell is John Brown, Babs is Barbara Eiler, Junior is Tommy Cook, 
Simon is Warren Mills, Stevenson is Ken Christie, and Maxie is Buddy Gray. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you, for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any previous suds in history, use dress. Don't get left, get dressed. Say, what put the gleam in his eyes? The gleam in her hair. And why is the gleam in her hair? Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new emerald clear radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell reveals a radiant, gleaming beauty no soap or soap shampoo can equal. And Prell leaves hair so easy to manage. Radiantly soft, radiantly lovely. Prell removes embarrassing dandruff in as little as three minutes, a fact proved by a group of doctors. Even stubborn dandruff is controlled by only two Prell shampoos a week. And a little prowl makes mountains of lather. And say, the whole family goes for that handy prowl, too. Yes, no messy jars, no slippery bottles. Try the new radiant cream shampoo, Prell. P-R-E-L-L, Prell shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in, too. Handy, too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell shampoo. Yes, try Prell. Listen again next week when Dress, the sudsing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, brings you the life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.